So to carry on, um, we'll start in Acts chapter 3. Um, it's a very chronological book, Acts. Uh, so I'll probably end up going chapter after chapter after chapter, uh, but we'll see. So I uh, read the first two chapters of Acts last Wednesday, and uh, so we'll start in Acts chapter 3 and uh, see what the... the what happened in the early spirit-filled church. There's a reason the magazine that is issued by the Revival Fellowship is called Acts Now, because this is what we're living, the book of Acts today, uh, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, watching miracles happen, people uh, responding to the word, being baptised and receiving the Holy Spirit. And so uh, Acts chapter 1 and 2, very famous, uh, we know them well, uh, that f- first outpouring of the Holy Spirit and um, those thousands of people, 3,000 souls uh, were baptised and we assume, of course, received the Holy Spirit. And then there's fellowship going from house to house, uh, uh, breaking bread daily. Um, and there was just wonderful testimony as well, favour with all people. Uh, people were changing their lives uh, to following God. And uh, so it's in this early time, Still in chapter 3, and start in verse 1, and it says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, which is three o'clock in the afternoon. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. I can't resist it. Uh, I found this peculiar that uh, this man who was lame, so it meant he couldn't walk, but he was asking for arms. His arms worked quite well. He, he needed new legs. Um, but anyway, uh, if we read on, even though he was confused with what he was asking for, he still uh, received a wonderful uh, miracle. Verse 3, who's seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. So he actually expected money. Verse 6, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And this is amazing. I mean, this is exactly the sort of thing that Jesus was doing, only like three months before or four months ago, and uh, Peter and John, through the power of the Holy Spirit, were doing this same thing. And what's good here as well, Peter and John were together, and that's what Jesus said. He said, when you go out um, spreading the gospel, try to do it two by two, and uh, you encourage each other. Um, And as I was reading that, I was just reflecting on a Like I've done a lot of uh, witnessing by myself, and uh, we often do that. Um, but if we have someone with us, you can encourage each other. And some, like I get down very quickly um, and discouraged very quickly uh, with 
um, door knocking or witnessing if people aren't interested. But I found if I have someone with me, you know, you talk about it, you laugh about it. And, and I remember there was an experience I had uh, with uh, Samuel, the Nigerian bloke, Samuel. And um, the two of us were door knocking and we're in such a good mood, we're having a laugh. And I'm sure he didn't do any witnessing I did at all because, uh, well, he just wasn't confident. But I'm sure because he was there, I presented myself in a more jovial way, friendlier way, and, and it actually helped. We actually got five people worth following up in that 45 whatever minutes of um, outreaching. And, and so, I mean... Bible doesn't stop us from witnessing by ourselves, but um, but don't be afraid to go with someone. Um, I mean, I I definitely prefer to witness with someone, as I've said as well. Like even on the street, I just love witnessing with Charlie. Um, she's just great fun, and uh, and even if Charlie's not there, Rod and I stand together. Uh, I'm the sort of person who needs someone else with me. Uh, <coughs> just changes everything and uh, and helps me out and uh, so Peter and John were the same they were hand in hand going together and seeing miracles following them and uh, it's truly remarkable um, and verse 9 and all the people saw him walking and praising God and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Uh, he's obviously very well known. He was often carried to the uh, beautiful gate. And as the lame man which was healed, held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? So Peter is bemused. You saw Jesus doing it all those years. So why are you astonished that we we are clearly followers of Jesus Christ? We were filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's like <coughs> there's a snippet here of when Jesus ran out of patience, oh, you know, why don't you get it? <laughs> How long do I suffer with you? And here was Peter himself saying, why don't you get it? <laughs> it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so why do you look earnestly on us as if we were such a great person? Um, it was the Holy Spirit in us. And then uh, which was prophesied in the Old Testament, and that's the frustration of Jesus Christ as well. It was all prophesied. So these people that were learned and read the texts and so forth and taught other people about them, they should have known, you know, like that uh, conversation uh, with Nicodemus. And so here's Peter. He's now in that position. Verse 13, The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, drawing upon the ages in the uh, gone that have gone. The God of our fathers hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. And G as we know, Peter himself uh, denied uh, Jesus Christ. Verse 14, but ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you 
referring to uh, Barabbas uh, to, to swap uh, the place. Uh, verse 15, And killed the prince of life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses, and his name through faith in his name, sorry, and his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith <coughs> which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I wot that through ignorance ye did it, as did also your rulers. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets, that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. And Peter's, uh, is, he, there's some um, elements that have repeated from Acts chapter 2 in this short passage. He's just saying, look, you crucified the Holy One. You crucified and killed the, uh, the Prince of Life. You denied him before Pilate, who wanted to uh, release him. You, uh, you did this, but you did it in ignorance. You know, there was a compassion there. It's like, but you did it in ignorance. You didn't know any better. You were drawn by uh, the, the rulers to do this thing, but also it was prophesied by God. But those things which God before had shown by the mouth of all his prophets. <coughs> so, yes, okay. In a way, you have blood on your hands because you denied Jesus Christ, the Holy One, uh, for him to be crucified. But you did it in ignorance. And remember, it was prophesied anyway. It was part of God's plan. Uh, you're a tool that was used, um, but it was part of God's plan. And, uh, and then it goes in verse 19, Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he's just saying, look, there's an out here. Yes, you are guilty of what you did. You know, uh, just as Peter was guilty as well himself, he denied Jesus Christ. But hey, repent. You know, repent. Save yourself from this untoward generation uh, and be converted. Your sin's blotted out. You've got a clean slate. You can start all over again. You know, uh, isn't that wonderful? So uh, it's, a, it's amazing what Peter does there. That uh, you were destined to death, you were destined for the grave, uh, you were covered in sin, but hey, look, an amazing promise of God sent Jesus Christ to die, raised again, and uh, so repent and, have, and be converted. Uh, very positive there. Verse 20, And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear the, that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first God, having raised up his son Jesus, 
sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. Great little speech. Um, it would have been very exciting for Peter and those around him, John and so forth, and uh, just encouraging people to, hey, look, think about it. These things were prophesied. You know, it was all set. Um, it was all foretold that these horrors must come to pass so that you can live. You know, the, the children of the prophets can live and, uh, and um, uh, be raised up uh, with Jesus Christ. Uh, chapter 4 and verse 1. And as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Because the Sadducees don't believe in the resurrection from the dead. It's the Pharisees that do. Verse 3, And they laid hands on them and put them in hold, which is um, into a, like a prison kind of thing, unto the next day, for it was now eventide. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about 5,000. So this is amazing. On the first day, 3,000. Now it's just growing and growing. I don't know how long after, but it, the way we read it, from where it goes into chapter 3, it's very soon. And after this speech and this witnessing of this miracle, 5,000 men. Now, whether that's men as a whole, people, or is it is actually men and there was another 7,000 women, either way, it's a lot of people. A lot of people. It just keeps growing and growing. Uh, amazing um, outreach. <laughs> Verse 5, And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and Annas the high priest and Caiaphas, they were both high priests, and John and Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest or family of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, right? There's passages in Acts where it says, we'll read like in future weeks, that they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, they were already filled with the Holy Ghost. They spoke in tongues. So here, what is like this effervescent bubbling and confidence that the Holy Ghost gave them, that zeal, you know, that just that, right, the Holy Ghost is here and it's taking over. Um, and, uh, and that would have been amazing. And so it says elsewhere that Jesus said, don't to premeditate what to say. And, uh, and here it is, the Holy Ghost is taking over and the Holy Ghost is speaking on behalf. So that's what that means when it says, and then Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, it just took over. And that's an amazing experience if anybody's ever experienced that when you're witnessing or preaching or whatever and you're just, uh, you're just totally filled with the Holy Ghost. Effervescing, which is probably a good term for that, isn't it? And he said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined or judged uh, of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
whom ye crucified. See, he's going through that again, third time round. Whom God raised from the dead. Even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. So Peter's straight at it. It's like, it's nothing to do with me. It's by the power of Jesus Christ, who's raised from the dead. Verse 11. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. And... Um, that stone uh, which was rejected of the builders, you know, uh, that's uh, obviously a spiritual context that uh, the builders of the, uh, the religious temple, I guess. It's not the, I'm not talking about the physical temple. I'm talking about uh, the, 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 the doctrine at the time, you know, that, that was like the, the high priests and the Sadducees and Pharisees, the, the scribes and elders, they were the ones that were responsible for teaching about uh, God's ways and, uh, and they had the Old Testament and so they were the builders, you know. And so this stone that called Jesus Christ was rejected by those people. Uh, was cast aside and was, was thought none, naught of. And then, but by the power of the Holy Ghost, it was all part of the plan. He, Jesus Christ, has now become the head of the corner. He's actually the head. He's the one we all should be looking toward. And um, there is a type that uh, in here on earth, the Great Pyramid, there was uh, during the construction of the Great Pyramid, the... Uh, the headpiece was rejected because it was uh, the wrong size. So that's a type. But uh, here we're looking at the spiritual context that uh, the, the religious rulers rejected this stone as being worthless, but it's now become the head. And Jesus Christ is the head of the church, the head of the corner, you know, where all the, uh, the chief cornerstone. And then verse 12, we actually sing a chorus. There's no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved. And uh, there it is in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. There's no other name. No other name has the authority through which men can be saved. This head of the corner. And it says quite plainly there, uh, salvation is not found in any other. Uh, it just... Um, it, it's just amazing. Like, you know, Peter here, he stood up, he's filled with the Holy Ghost. And you just read his oratory here and how the Holy Ghost had taught him these things and been able to draw upon uh, what Jesus said and also what was written in, in the, um, the books that he had. Verse 13, <coughs> now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, see that, that's an amazing testimony because even Jesus Christ himself, they were amazed at his doctrine because he spoke with authority. And so here's Peter and John as well. They are speaking with authority, but then it says, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Okay, the word just spread by ignorant men, unlearned, those people that are not wise in the things of the world. And beholding the man which was healed, standing with them, they could say nothing against it. Isn't that amazing? You can imagine that, uh, that scene it's like, wow, we, we hear these words and then, well, yeah, we know for the last 
15 years, this bloke has been lame and now he's just standing there. Verse 15. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them, that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. Really sad, isn't it? Really sad. They can't deny it. It's obvious. There's a miracle here. God is amongst people, dwelling in people, and uh, they didn't want to be a part of it. They wanted to stop it and stymie it. Um, They'll have something to answer for, won't they? Verse 18, And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. (coughs) For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them. Because of the people, for all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was showed, and he was well known among those in Jerusalem. Verse 23. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. So they were merely vessels, Herod, Pontius Pilate, the Gentiles, and even the people of Israel, when they were gathered together against Jesus Christ, they were only doing what God had um, predetermined to be done to him, prophesied. And now, Lord, verse 29, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy, holy child Jesus. <coughs> Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. So there's that, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They already had the Holy Ghost, but saying here they had that boldness. And you imagine like, Peter and John come back to their company and they report what they said and what was said to them and uh, uh, the, the testimony of the miracle and the great excitement and that joy. And, and then there's this prayer that's had and uh, people are just swept up in the joy. This is what we're part of. How exciting. You know, Peter and John, who were just fishermen, unlearned, ignorant men, could stand up with authority against these educated people the uh, Sadducees and the rulers of the temple, the high priests, 
John Alexander and the kindred of the high priest, uh, with boldness they could uh, stand up against them. And so you can imagine this. I mean, imagine that today, you know, like someone come in, uh, well, we heard and, and they just testify this. We're all just swept up in the joy. And uh, it's like when people give a testimony, miracles and answers to prayer and amen, praise the Lord. It's just exciting. And, uh, and that was what happened here. It's just like filled with the Holy Ghost. The, the Holy Ghost is excited by it. It's like uh, that burning fire, you put some extra wood on it with this testimony. And, uh, and that's what happens. Verse 32. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. It just kept going on and on and on. And great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite and of the country of Cyprus, having land sold it, and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So it's amazingly uh, the unity, you know, it says there they all had one heart and one soul and there was this great unity and they, they went that extra step as well where people who had wealth, had land, they sold it and they just brought it all together. It's, um, it's a, we can't imagine that. It's so far beyond where uh, we are today. Uh, in uh, in the life that we lead, um, and uh, and that was what they did. They all came together, uh, just exciting, and they even went that far to uh, distribute according to the need and people selling land and so forth, and giving it to the apostles to then distribute. The closest we get is through tithes and free will offerings and so forth, which is distributed to the need of uh, of the saints and uh, the working of the kingdom of God but to go to that level uh, is quite remarkable um we just can't do it today uh we do what we can through uh through the the work that we do and uh, and the the free will offerings and the the tithing and so forth uh so that the kingdom of God is supported and distributed as well uh, around the world so amazing story, these two chapters uh, as we continue reading through Acts and uh, just to be encouraged that uh, we have that same Holy Ghost in us. We have that same power within us to see wonderful works. Okay, thank you.